When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. Skywalker still. Boom! Got a Friday boom. Welcome in, Cowboys Nation. Welcome in, Bomb Squad. Today is Cowboys Fan Friday. We got the mailbag segment popping. It's been a minute. Got about five or so questions from around the nation we'll get to. Plus, in the roundup, we hear from the queen not our not our queen but the queen in my opinion of espn football and that's mina khan she dropped a dope nugget about the cowboys defense we'll talk about that briefly and i have my hot take of the week which centers around a specific free agent which y'all heard me talk about before but they're going to bring it up again because it came up in our mailbag segment so What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all feeling today? It's Friday. My camera seems to, you know, want to be blinking or whatnot, but we're going to get through it one way or another, as my guy Law Nation would say. So if it flickers in and out, it's all good. We're still going to be here as long as y'all can hear me. Um, you know, that's kind of what matters the most. Definitely for those who are out there driving, for those who may be at work and can't keep me up, it's cool as long as you can hear me. I'll let you know when you visibly need to see me or see a graphic per se. But uh, other than that, man, we should be good to go. Uh, Shout out and congratulations to Victor Wemby uh, out of France, who went number one overall to a fellow Texas State San Antonio. So hopefully I get a chance to go uh, catch him a few times uh, next basketball season. He is a, you know, everyone's calling once in a lifetime or, you know, generational or the next big thing would have you since LeBron. But, I mean, you don't see too many 7-4 dudes that do that. So, I'm going to definitely try to catch him if I can since I'm down here. What's the point, right? If, if, if you're going to be down here and seeing guys like that in this space. So, I'm going to try to catch Victor. But, salute to him and his family for going number one. And, salute to all those who were drafted yesterday in the uh, NBA draft, right? All right. And, I know there's probably a lot of Spurs fans. That's why I brought that up. We in Texas, right? Cowboys, Spurs fans kind of tie together. So, Let's get to this roundup. Come up out of here. Oh, the phone lines are open, of course. It's Fan Friday. So y'all can call in. 351-999-3787. Get in line and let's wrap. And as we always do with the mailbag, it's not just me answering these questions. We answer these questions together. Uh, so if you want to you know, talk about said questions in the mailbag, feel free to call on it. It's Friday, man. It's about y'all. All right? Here we go. Let's do it. Time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. 
Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Miss Mina Kimes constantly just drops a bunch of nuggets and, and quality information on ESPN, whether it be with NFL Live or on her, pom- her podcast, Omaha. Uh, she just, she just, she's a beast. She's good at what she does. She's one of the best in the business, in my opinion. And she's like one of the only people, <laughs> it feels like, on ESPN that will shine the light on what is going right for the Dallas Cowboys in the specifics, not talking about in totality, but numbers and whatnot, right? And she brings up the defense. She talks about the Cowboys dime defense. And I'll actually let her explain it better than I could. So here's Mina Kimes on the Cowboys dime. One of my favorite things about this Cowboys defense, last year, I think they really hit on something with all the dime personnel they were using. They were in dime personnel, fourth most of any team. And when they did have three safeties on the field, they averaged negative 0.22 EPA per play, which is crazy, a QBR of 29. They were awesome. I just remember down the stretch seeing, you know, Jaron Curse in the box, Donovan Wilson, Mukua, like these players I hadn't heard of. I really think it gives them such unique flexibility from a coverage standpoint against some of these offenses that are going to come out throwing all over the yard. I agree, Mina. We agree with you. Bow down to the queen. No, man, I, I did not. And obviously the regulars like us don't have access to specific, like the super, super specific uh, information like they do. But I'm glad she's bringing that to us. And she did drop another visual under that that showed the Cowboys played nickel and or dime, right? Like nickel and dime combined 95% of the time. Whoa. And only Kansas City, Tennessee, and the Patriots played more dime than the Cowboys. So we, as Cowboy fans, we were already familiar with them playing a bunch of nickel slash big nickel uh, because that's what Dan Quinn has kind of morphed into. Uh, over the last few years, uh, I did not know about the dime stat until Nina brought it to our to my attention. Look, base defense nowadays in the NFL is mostly nickel around the league. So when when I say this number right here, it shouldn't come to a super surprise. But the Cowboys play in the least amount of base snaps in the league. Clearly, if you're playing 95% in nickel or dime, you ain't playing much in base. However, not many teams are playing traditional 4-3 or traditional 3-4 anymore due to offenses coming out in more 11 personnel offenses using more of the pass game which is why in my opinion nowadays you have to classify wide receiver three as a starter you have to classify slot corner as a starter teams go three deep at wide receiver now and which means you need like four right you, you need to have another guy in case somebody goes down so the Cowboys and Dan Quinn understands that. How do they combat it? We'll play more big nickel to, to deal with the run game. And we'll play more dime to deal with teams that want to throw the ball all over the field. And now the mad scientist, I think, has his best interior since he's been here with the Cowboys going into year three, right? So he has the best interior with a Jonathan Hankins and Mozzie Smith. And now you got backups that can actually be backups as opposed to playing uh starter type type minutes that I think will allow him to get even freakier. Yeah. 
it will allow Dan Quinn to do even more unique things on the back end to confuse quarterbacks. And don't get it twisted. He's done a good job of doing that. I think when you see the quarterback rating of or QBR rating of 29 out of dime, it's not because they're just going into, you know, five, I'm sorry, or six DBs in, in a simple formation. No, they are confusing quarterbacks because of guys like Dono and guys like uh, McQuamu and guys like uh, uh, J. Ron Curse, who can do multiple things and cover multiple type different types of players. And it confuses. I mean, it confused one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Tom Brady in the playoffs. I get, you know, we can poo-poo and, and, and laugh at the Buccaneers not being the Buccaneers, but that's still Tom Brady over there. And Tom Brady was outclassed schematically. It wasn't always offensive line sucked on this player, that player. What it was, he was outclassed, out game plan, whatever you want to call it, by Dan Quinn in that defense. So going into year three, add more pieces. Now you get a Gilmore, a Stefan Gilmore on the other side. And you got the interior of this defensive line that can push that pocket a little bit more. You got guys like Sam coming into year two. Micah Parsons going into year three. You still got vets like D-Law and Armstrong and Fowler. This defense, man, I could talk about the defense every single day because I think it's that good. I think Nina knows it's that good. And in that package, that dying package has the chance to get even better. Uh, again, only three other teams played more dominant. Kansas City, Tennessee, and the Patriots. And she also had a statistic that said, of the top 10 teams that played the most dimes, six of them finished somewhere in the top in like EPA per play or DVOA or something like that. So essentially, nickel, dime, kind of the wave of, of the league now because of how teams are coming out, which kind of sees the league circling the wagons a little bit in the sense of, okay, you want to play more dime, you want to play more shell coverage, we'll run the ball a little bit more. And you need the interior of the D-line to be a little bit better. And that's where the Cowboys got got at early in the season, right? All right, play Don. Play your big nickel. But you don't have guys up front that can handle us running at you uh, consistently. Now we do. And with that, I say, good luck. Or is it bueno suerte? Both of them. Both of them. All right, um... Let's see. Let's see what y'all talking about here in the chat in regards to Miss One Mina Kimes. Yes, Tino. I'm I'm glad they did not feature Chris Canty saying anything about the Cowboys. Former Cowboy still is. Yeah, he 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 does not like the Cowboys. And it is what it is. Uh, Brother L said, I just love that she's giving these uh burglar bars or is it burglar or burglar bars to Chris Canty. He's certified hater. Yeah, again, it's funny because if you go look at that tweet, mad people are saying similar things that you're saying about y'all are saying about Chris Canty. All right, let's get into the mailbag, though. Let's kind of move forward here. We got about five questions we'll get to in depth, plus my hot take. Um, and then we can open up the phone lines to speak with you guys. So uh, here we go. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. time. It is time for you've got mail 
if you're not familiar with our mailbag segment, uh, about a few times a month, we'll put out the mailbag graphic and say, hey, any questions you want to be featured uh, on the show, whether it be from Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, drop it down there. We'll pick some of the good ones and we'll run them on the show, man. And of course, you guys in the chat and on the phone lines can participate as well. Let's get to the first one here by Zotan. Shout out to Zotan here on YouTube. He says, who's getting an extension before training camp is finished? We've had brief conversations about this before. And for me, CD Lamb feels like he would be the easiest one to get done. Right? Because they've got that comfort zone to negotiate without a ton of pressure and usually when that's the case, uh, some guys get finished. We, we've seen it with the J. Lou's. We've seen it with, uh, who was it? Collins. We've seen it with Collins and a couple other people before them where guys are up for a contract. Now, not this expensive. <laughs> that they would sign prior to their deal running out. And almost two years prior because they were able to hit that kind of, that, that comfort zone like we talked about. But I don't know that that Lamb's deal is the one they should really be focused on. It probably should be Trayvon Diggs. You know, he's the one they probably should be gunning for because I think he's going to be the toughest one. You know, given his resume with two All-Pro seasons or two Pro Bowl seasons, All-Pro season, leading the league in interceptions, leading the league in interceptions since he's came into the league, if I'm not mistaken which is kind of wild to think because his rookie year, he still was figuring things out, right? And he's likely going to want to reset that market. So I think it should be Trayvon Diggs, but C.D. Lambs will be much easier. But I've told you guys before, I think my dark horse here, and it, I don't I don't even know if they're having discussions or not. I just think this is, it makes a lot of sense here. My dark horse is Terrence Steele. I, I just think that he has all the makings of getting an extension done because he doesn't have that much damn leverage for real. That's pretty much what that is. You know, he's coming off of the injury, right? He's likely down in the pecking order. The position he plays. All those things actually make it easier to get done, in my opinion. But he'll also be the least expensive of the three. So if I'm Dallas, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get Terrence done. Now, shout out to my guy, Vach. He, he brought up a fantastic question. Uh, if, and you know what? I don't want to get this wrong. Let me go to Vach's Twitter real quick. I don't want to get this question wrong. Here we are pivoting for a quick second here. He said, if Matt Walesco has a ridiculously good camp, now this is more about Tyler Smith at left guard, but nonetheless, if Matt Walesco has a ridiculous good camp and he looks like a starter, whew, forgot about that part. Do you leave Tyler at left guard? And then he says future left tackle, or save money on steel and put Walesco at future right tackle. That is interesting because that could then change all of this, right? Like if Walesco quite literally makes a like a starter jump. That would be that would be impressive. I mean, those are things you're rooting for, right? You want to see Matt. Well, you want to have that problem. So I do think that would change this conversation from a Terrence Steele standpoint. 
if Molesco looks like, hey, man, this is our starter of the future, whether it be left tackle, right tackle, but specifically speaking here, right tackle, right? This looks like our right tackle of the future. I could see Terrence still being a guy. They say, appreciate your services here. Go get paid. We'll collect our third round pick uh, compensation for 2025. I could see it. Me? I'm signing him. <laughs> I'm signing Cuzzo, man. He's proving it to me. Uh, and he's, his arrow is pointing way up. Super athletic. Plays with a nasty streak, mean streak. One of the best run blocking dudes in the league. You, you know, well, let's go. You could you could bank on that to try to save money. And that's kind of what, what they do in regards to drafting guys. But I'm trying to keep all my best players. And I get it ain't realistic to a point, but... I'm trying to keep all my best players. And I think he he's going to be one of the best right tackles in this league. If not by next year, fairly shortly. So me, I think Terrence Steele should be the guy that gets finished before camp. Or, or Trayvon Diggs gets finished before camp. And Terrence Steele is the sleeper. Zoltan. Hope I answered that question. Let's hit the phone lines, man. We got my guess on the phone <laughs> I can't, I, can't, Friday, I, can't myself, I can't help myself. What's good, man? Happy Friday. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Whatever works for you, brother. It's okay. better to be known than unknown. Some kind of way. <laughs> or, or as Law would say, there's, hey, some, there's some known unknowns that unknown to known. Nah, go ahead, bro. What's good, Marcus? What you got? <laughs> okay, boss. Okay. Hey, that's a nice idea with uh, you bringing up the can't see you. And uh, so my whole thing is, I'm with you, man. The birds are hand. Got steel, got the leverage, and you need to sign him. He's a good player, very good player. He turned into one. Yeah. Keep him. Yeah. My thought on Wilesco, you know, if he, if there's all this blood around him, they did like him last year when they drafted him before he got hurt. They did. If he turns out into, into anything, man, that's fine. You some time to, to hopefully get over uh, Tyler Smith. There's still a love affair with the organization. And we all know as much as we love him, nobody wants Tyron to be on the field more than me. But we all know that's not going to that's not going to happen. I, but I think Marcus isn't that done. Uh, Don't you think he'll be done after this year? That would be, you know, that I would hope. I would hope that. And if and that's my point with this, if Lesko shows you anything, you got your you got your capital. You got your enough capital in the week, and you can do what. Tyler Smith, a, a left side player, he's proven he can play either position over there. I would prefer Tyler to be guard because he's a road grader. He can play tackle, and he's probably going to be all point tackle. He's shown that. So I think Tyler Smith, like, he could be a coach in Marianna level at a guard. So he's a road grader. He's a small. He messes things up. Who are you talking about, Steve? Oh, Tyler Smith. Got you. Got you. Yeah, Tyler Smith. If, if Tyler Smith can play guard, he can play both sides, though. He can play both sides. Well, yeah, that, I, would love that. I, I, I know. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think where Vach was going with this. This was more of a Tyler Smith conversation. Um, but but I'm I'm still I'm still of the thought process with Tyler. Put him on the left side. I don't care where he plays. I think he'll be a fantastic player because he's got the skills and he's got the mentality to do it. However, right. for 2023, I still do believe if you put him at guard with Tyron at left tackle until he goes down, that's that's your best bet, and I think that's your best uh, chance to have a good offensive line, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Again, uh, the whole thing with me with that was, again, if Lomesco shows you anything in training camp, 
hey, you can you can probably uh, invest in him being your capital over there. Yeah. And, and you can work something out with him and Tyler, get, you know, get ripped. And I'll let him get ripped because, unfortunately, Tyler's not going to be there for the, for the long haul. Uh, and, and the other thing about uh, media comms, I love media comms. Over there. Her and her and Swagoo, they kind of they kind of the only somebody over there at ESPN get the Cowboys any love, Rick. Facts. So uh, and, and she's really not telling us anything. Like you say, we as fans, we don't know. We know this. We know this about them. And for me, I think I've said it to you maybe a couple of times uh, in other spots. Hey man, it, it's really not about the quote unquote position. It's about the job. Who can do the job? Not always the we talk about base defense because a lot of us, you know, remember what defense used to look like 10 years ago. You used to be a baseline. You used to have to have three lines out Yeah, it was so form. traditional, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're used to that. But, again, it's not the position, it's the job. And Dotto has always been the strong side linebacker. Again, yeah, it's, it's no accident that that Dan uh, Quinn banged on the table to have him re-sign Dotto. Not everybody can do what you, you missed him as a safety. He's always around the line of scrimmage and he's cracking people. And so if you see that as a as a yeah as a, a offensive coordinator and a quarterback, you see safety over there, you think light box or you think we can run on this. And you can. And then in the past you game covered up with, yeah. in the past yeah. game, Marcus they'll blitz his ass. And he's been one of the best in 2020 and in 2022, when they've blitzed him, I think he's got something like eight or nine sacks. But that's crazy right. for a safety. And yeah. He's <laughs> kind of our now current version of Jamal Adams. <laughs> you know, Jamal Adams yeah. is basically a blitz and safety type dude, play the run and whatnot. But, yeah, so so Dono, and I think I said this when we were doing the safety room, right? Uh, J-Ron Curse right. is regarded as a super versatile guy. But I think Donovan Wilson has earned the right to be called that or be called one of your most versatile players as well because Donovan Wilson can play around the box, he can blitz, and he plays a lot of snaps on the back end too in coverage. So, yeah, he's one of my favorite players on the team. Yeah, yeah, again, that's just, that's just you know, again, I like the fact that we got a kind of a modern, updated coaching staff, at least on the, all, on the uh, defensive side, that's that taught that playing the game the way the league is playing it offensively. And we'll get a chance to see it well because they've made that kind of uh, uh, maturation and, and uh, moved into that direction uh, offensively, too. But, uh, hey, man, you got a lot to do this morning. I'm not going to keep you. I thank you for taking my call, as always. Have yourself a great weekend, my friend. Uh, appreciate you, uh, Marcus. Or should I say, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that, man, that makes me wish her to keep with still here. Hey, enjoy your weekend, bro. Enjoy your weekend, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good stuff as always from our guy Marcus Miller. All right, let's get to let's get back to the mailbag. Let's get to our second question, which comes from. You know, is this toxic? Toxic. I just noticed this. Is this you? You know, YouTube is YouTube has got really weird with the names now. Apparently. I don't know what names they're using with the app, but it used to just be whatever your YouTube name was. So now that's not the thing anymore. Uh, okay, it is you. All right, I was so confused. Hostile Toxic Tom Downey. Burner account 6469721899. No, I'm just playing. Toxic asked this question. Is it time to be worried about J. Lou's future with this team? I think we could break this down into two things here. Because if you would have said immediate future, 
I would say, me personally, I'm not ready to go there just yet. Not until we get through training camp or get to training camp and we can see where he's at physically, right? Because one of the things I wasn't aware of until, what, two weeks ago when he came out and said what he said about his foot and the doctors and whatnot, it wasn't even a question to me. I'm not getting rid of quality depth. Like, it's not happening. But now that he has a, a foot issue, maybe. We'll see when he gets to training camp. That is that is something that I have to put on hold, TBD. However, his immediate future until we get to camp is not what I'm worried about. But when you're talking about beyond this year, which that's kind of what I think of when I think of future. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't even know if worries the word because I don't even think he has a future beyond this season. He's got one year left on his deal. Diggs and Bland are, are your future of this team at cornerback, in my opinion, as we speak. They drafted Eric Scott, right? And, and they shown no qualms about drafting cornerback. <laughs> you know, they took Diggs, and the very next year, they took uh, Bossman. And the very next year, they took, was it the same year, actually? Israel McQuamo in that, in, that, in that draft moved him to safety, though. And then 2023, they take Eric Scott. So they, they don't have any drawbacks to taking cornerback to try to replace some of these veterans. So I don't think there is a future for Jordan Lewis beyond this season. I was 10 toes down on him being here in 2023, but with the now kind of new information about his foot, I got to wait and see. I got to wait and see if he is actually physically good to go. If he's physically good to go, again, I, I'll keep saying this because I, I, don't, I don't understand people that want to get rid of quality depth in a Super Bowl type of run year. We just witnessed the team go through injuries at the position. When you're all in, and this is the version of all in for the Cowboys, you shouldn't be all in the business of getting rid of quality depth for picks. Because you ain't getting, I mean, you're not trading Jordan Lewis for a starter, are you? You're not, you know, if you could say, hey, Scott, I can trade Jordan Lewis and get me the best swing tackle in the league. Now, nah, the conversation we could talk about. Hey, Scott, I could trade Jordan Lewis and get me uh, a bona fide, you know, RB2 or something like that. Well, whatever. You're trading Jordan Lewis for like a fifth or sixth round pick in 2023 or 2024. I'm sorry, 2024 or 2025. Nah, I'm good, bro. I, I would much rather keep him on the team for depth. And if his number needs to be called, I know he can go in there and your defense can still hold it down. So worried about his future beyond this year? Absolutely. I don't think he has one. Worried about his future now his immediate future t b d how's he feeling how's he feeling uh toxic said he's more worried about can he contribute right now his contribution might have to be as a depth guy that that's the thing that's the thing uh, i don't if i had to be honest i don't even think this is crazy to say Deron Bland, it's his job to lose, so it's Deron, it's Deron Bland, it's Diggs, it's, it's Gilmore for me as the top three cornerbacks on this team. So I don't really see where he can, unless he can just go stupid and, and, and camp over Deron Bland, but even then, I don't think I'll do it. So I don't think he's going to have a an impact in that manner. Where his impact may be felt, uh, unless somebody gets hurt, is in the locker room, in the practice field, as a depth guy. Somebody gets dinged up out there. They need a they need a breather. We go dime, and we want to include Jordan Lewis. Maybe you lose Jay Lewis. You use Jay Lewis as a chess piece. Um, but man, I think he's a great piece to have in your pocket uh, as quality depth. It's kind of where I'm at with it. 
I agree with that, Lemitra, 100%. Caustic uh, says the potential lingering injury for J. Lou, coupled with the significant cap savings, it ain't significant. For cutting him might be his death nail. Yeah, there's no significant cap savings. It's like $4 million. The Cowboys have 20-something million dollars right now. So if you're if you're cutting J. Lou, in my opinion, it, it will have nothing to do with cap. It'll have everything to do with we don't believe he can give us anything this year. Or we believe he's hindered to the point where we'd much rather Eric Scott get his snaps or Bowles Brooks or Izzy's here. So Izzy's going to be here as a safety in general. But I personally don't believe they are cutting him. It's not. You know, it's it's actually foreign some change, but it's it's not significant. If you if you were cap struck, if you were down to a million dollars and you needed some money to go out and sign other people, yeah, you 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 need that five million dollars. You can quote unquote call it significant. When you're sitting at twenty three million dollars in cap space, you can quite literally do whatever you want. Jordan Lewis adding four more four more million dollars to the cap of twenty twenty three does nothing for you like i don't i don't think people understand that or you in general like that does nothing for you what are you using that for if you say well to extend somebody you don't need it to extend anybody you can extend that per that player you know what i'm saying so it'll it'll 100 be because he ain't ready he ain't healthy enough he can't contribute um but in a, in a in a in 2023 2024 when cap is going through the roof, four or five million dollars is not something that is looked at as significant to the point where it's going to help you do something you can't already do. They can do whatever they want to do right now from a cap standpoint. Let's hit Facebook for a second. John, and I apologize if I'm messing your name up here, Rochefort says what are the chances dallas science kicker robbie gold now he means gold not god or ryan suck up dallas needs a decent kicker we talked about this briefly with uh pat walker the other day they've only got Vizcaino on the team however we know that they will be looking to sign a kicker and that brings me kind of to my hot take powered by one hattie b's hot chicken no conversation about the best Nashville style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's hot chicken founded in 2012 in Nashville. They have now brought that flavor here to Dallas downtown deep Ellum with a bunch of different varying levels of heat from mild medium hot to damn hot to the daredevil's dream. Shut the cluck up. So check them out down at deep Ellum or hit them up online hattiebees.com use the code in the description there's a link right there sign up for free you get ten dollars as a gift card free never say no to free money so if you got a hattie bees in your area or you're in dallas make sure you do that for your boy so with that said that brings me to kind of my hot take which again I kind of had to go a little bit further. I've already said that the Cowboys should be interested in investing in trying to look, pick up the phone, whatever you want to call it. Bring him in for a cup of coffee, Robbie Gold. But now I'm going to stamp it here. The Dallas Cowboys will sign kicker Robbie Gold. Special teams coach John Fossil has already brought up Robbie Gold. He, by name and suck up for that matter. 
And Jerry Jones also brought up not Robbie Gold's name, but he talked about bringing in a veteran kicker. He also joked a little bit about the yips. This is Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry, what do you do at kicker? Uh, we get one that's more likely to have the yipes, jeeps, and yips, whatever. Uh, no, we, uh, uh, we'll be looking at uh, more of a veteran kicker. The yipes, yeeps, yips is crazy. What better dude that's available right now that you don't have to worry about the yipes, yips, yeeps than Robbie Gold, Cowboys Nation? I'm going to be short and brief with this one. Robbie Gold has been gold, pun intended, in the playoffs. Hasn't missed once. Well, Scott, he don't got a big leg. I get it. He doesn't. Not a big leg guy. Only attempted two 50-yard field goals last year. Made them both. But he's also one of the most accurate kickers of all time. Ranking eighth in the National Football League history. So, if there's a guy that you don't want to worry about getting to the playoffs and having the yipes, the yips, the yeeps, it's Robbie Gold. All right, cool. You can bring back a Brett Maher. He only had one bad game, Scott. Fair. I'm just more worried about when kickers do have the yipes, yips, yeeps, when they lose it mentally. I'm, I'm worried about that. I, I've watched some of the best ones that, that happened to him. And when you miss five out of six extra points in the playoffs that way, that's the biggest moments, right? We, we often get on... We often scoff at regular season statistics with other players and then get on them for the postseason performances. Why I, I when you miss five out of six field goals in the playoffs, the way that Robbie go or the way that Brett Maher did, I'm willing to look around first before I circle back to miss uh to one uh Brett Maher. So it's kind of where I'm at with it. Pretty simple. Uh sign sign Robbie go and let's go, man. 806, what it is, what it do. Hey, Scott Walker, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is Rudy from the uh, Panhandle up in uh, Amarillo, man. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with it. Um, I'm not familiar with Amarillo, but I I've heard of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, I just wanted to give my thoughts on, like, just the season in general. Uh. I think it's safe to say, you know, going into this year that we're a better team than we were, you know, going into last year for sure with some of these uh, key acquisitions, such as like Cook and Gilmore and whatnot. Um, I think, um, you know, I think we're going to be a pretty good team this year. Yeah. Expecting anywhere from like, you know, double-digit wins for sure, 10, 12. Uh, we'll be right back in the thick of things, you know, with the – I'm assuming probably the Eagles, the 49ers, you know, teams like that. So, you know, I'm expecting a pretty tough year, but I'm excited, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm geared up. You know, I think I've been listening to some of these interviews and stuff, and, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just getting me pumped up, man. Yeah, uh, you know, Dak spoke with, um, I forget who it was, it was John, John Machoda and, and some other reporters, and he talked about building, and that's some something that I agree with him on. It's it's been a while since the Cowboys can legitimately say they have positive building blocks from a overall standpoint to build on. I mean, quite literally haven't had back-to-back -back playoff seasons since 90 something, which is wild to think about by the way. 
So so when it it's not like the Cowboys were building off of success the previous years over the last 20 years. They haven't. So that is something to look at and say, all right, yes, we did not get it done in a divisional round, but we went from an abysmal 2020, bounced back, dealt with adversity, uh, got to the playoffs, home home game, by the way, didn't win. 2022, bounced back, dealt with some adversity, won the playoff game, lost to that same team. Now we're in year three trying to build off of that. I don't think it's out of the equation to think they can actually go further than they did last year. Yeah, man, I don't think so either. I think uh, I think when you look at it that way, it's like it's like we're coming off of two pretty good regular seasons, right? Back to back twelve win seasons. You got to the playoffs both years. It's like, but my questions are, it's like, what are we gonna do once we're in the playoffs? Like, you know, as as I've heard you say in the past, can we finish? You know, I know that's that's a big thing. That's the thing, bro. That's that's honestly that's all I'm really quite literally worried about when it comes to this team in general. We just gotta finish. You know, uh, we got all the pieces. I, I personally think now the coaching is in place. And that's something that I've constantly criticized this front office for is not hiring the right people um, from top to bottom. Because if you look around at most Super Bowl teams, when it comes to general managers and coaching, they they have a big say in what's going on with the squad. But that's neither here nor there. I think the coaching is in place. I think the talent is in place. Now it's going to be up to all of those guys to kind of finish when it, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty in the playoffs. And regular season, right? Because you you got to build that confidence that you can finish in the regular season. So when you get to the postseason, it's like, hey, it's no big deal. We've been here before. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and boy, do we have a, uh, you know, a gauntlet of a schedule. But I think that's just going to make us tougher when it's when it's time, you know? Yeah, I, I ain't even really tripping about, about – I mean, look, I said this before. Let me see if I pull up the schedule. There you go. I actually welcome this. I've heard a lot of Cowboys schedule, man. Ooh, ooh. I welcome this because you're, you'll be battle tested by the time you get into the offs. If long as, as long as you yeah, have health sure. on your side, you're going to know what kind of team you got. Trust me. Once you get to that week 13, Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and probably a Washington yeah. team that's either A, going to be fighting for the 7th seed, or B, trying to end your season on a bad note, you're going to be fighting at the end of the season, and that's perfect, in my opinion, going into the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, during that stretch, I mean, obviously we don't know for sure, but I think it's safe to say that most of those teams are going to be, like, playoff contenders, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. I'll uh, I'll let you uh, get get on through with the show, man. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. Shouts out to Armarillo, Texas. Yeah, look, it's it's a gauntlet of a schedule. But to be the man, you've got to beat the man, as they say. In fact, Tuesday, I think Tuesday, uh, whatever the next show is, we're actually going to turn our attention a little bit to the competition. So I'm excited for that. Uh, try to pick up a series that it really wasn't a series. We did a show last year. I did a teaser. Uh, I want to see if we can gain some steam with the next week. So we'll definitely turn our attention to some of these teams on the schedule. Uh, but I, I welcome this schedule, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, man, before I move forward, I I, I got to get to my guy, man. My guy, called, he called in a few times, but when he called in, he bring it. He keeps it a bean. Now nah, he keeps it a hundred. <laughs> 
my man, a hundred grand. What's good? I'm telling my guy, how you doing, bro? Man, I, I, it's Friday. I'm about to start. I'm about to do some traveling. Get my summer started here soon, so I'm excited, bro. Oh man, sound like you just rubbing it in, man. Around these parts, <laughs> we getting all this rain, bro. Oh, up towards this New York New area, York. man. We getting all this rain, bro. I'm, I'm coming up Terrible. there. I'm coming up there today. Not not New York in general, but the East Coast, and it did say it was going to be raining. So, yeah. Man, it's rain all this week, bro. Sorry, your bubble, man. It's cool. But if you you, it, you talking about tri-state, you talk you coming up tri-state, yeah, yeah. even PA, even PA is. Yeah. Hey, look, it, 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 it was it's bad down here too with these storms, and I'm now out the way where it's a lot of land, and and, and these tornado warnings kind of scare me a little bit more now. When I was in the city, I was like, <laughs> man, I ain't worried about no damn tornado warning. Turn the lights off, go to sleep. <laughs> now I'm like, where that funnel at? We good? Yeah, a little nervous now. <laughs> That's why I can't, I can't, I can't move to them parts. I, I, know, I, I know, I stay, I stay with the snow, bro. Yeah. If you get snowed out here, it's a little, it's a little interesting. But yeah, what's good with you, man? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. Listen, I mean, I heard you talk about the schedule, right? Yep, yep. We talking about how hard the schedule is now, but as when the season go, the schedule might not be as hard. True, it's true. Because we we looking at the teams and we look at teams. Okay, what they did last year, that don't mean they're gonna be the same way this year. That's fair. So, so you can't, you, you know, you you, you got to see how it plays out. You got to see how it plays out. You know, that schedule we got now could turn into one of the easiest. And then they say, "Oh, I, we ain't play nobody. Yeah. We ain't play nobody." <laughs> you know how they gonna do us if that's the case. Cowboys at the hardest it, schedule in June. Then come October, November, or the Cowboys only got ten wins because they got the easiest schedule. Well, make up your damn mind. Thank you. <laughs> you know, man, so we do this all the time. So we can't really say how hard the schedule is until some games start to get played. And we see how these teams are. So like the NFC East. We 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 did great last year. We could be we could be going back to terrible next year. It could be just the Cowboys and the Eagles winning games again. We don't know. That's true. We don't know. I, I, honestly, you know? I hope though. I hope it is. I hope it is a tough schedule. I hope you know these teams are competing uh, because you want to be battle tested. I think you want to be battle tested. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. Uh, you want to be battle tested. You want to be. You know they say iron sharp iron. So yeah. so 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 that's how you want to. Well, that's it's like that in the NFC East anyway. Whether we got whether we good or not as far as the division goes. It's like that anyway. But like Dak Prescott said, how you get better in the playoffs is more cracks at it. So mm. I feel like now when we get in, if we get, it ain't no if, we're going to get to the playoffs, we're going to be better prepared because you got you you get more cracks at it. Don't no team first time go to the playoffs and they win the Super Bowl. It don't happen like that. Well, Tell me the team, tell me the team that went to the playoffs the first time and won it. There's been there's been some instances, you know, where you know Rams they get there, they win it, and things like that. Uh, Patriots, Belichick, kind of, but again, I don't. I hear what you're saying. Usually, you definitely need to kind of build some, you know, 
build some armor. Take steps. When you yeah, when you get there, take some steps. Yeah, to, to get there. This this is true. So you know that that means the trajectory of the Cowboys is in a good one. It's in a good one. You know, I, I like it. I like it. The way we brought everybody back, we done took two. We done took some steps in the playoffs. Here's the next one. You know, hopefully, it is to the Super Bowl, and we win it, not lose it, because I'm still hurt over my heat, man. You know, it, it's not Should fun getting there and losing. I'm proud, but it's not fun getting there and losing. Scott, that hurts, no, bro. I, I hear that you. Hurt. I hear you 100 because because I would feel the same way if if this happened in Dallas. Because I no offense to the, to your Heat, but like we're totally different, right? Where the 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 history of this franchise, the pressure that's on it to get there, you get there and you lose. I I would have that same hurt. But if I was a Heat fan, be real, honey. Y'all ain't have no NBA Finals expectations to win it. At, for most of the season, y'all got to the playoffs and y'all started you rolling. Right, y'all was underdogs, you know, and and you had one star and a bunch of role players, and so I feel like there's a little context that can make you feel better. But whoa, 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 wait a minute, whoa, 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 I'm not gonna let you disrespect Heat culture, dog. I'm, I'm not gonna I, let I'm you actually, do that. I'm actually praising I'm not gonna, you. And listen, I'm, I'm praising and, you. And listen, Heat culture, but but I'm saying you the role play. They're yeah. role players to everybody else, but to us. Those guys can ball because of the farm system and how Pat Riley. Pat Riley is like Will McClay. <laughs> Pat Riley's a fan. Let's be real. He's a beast, man. Look, huh? he's he's a beast. Hundred grand. Don't mistake in the word role player for camp ball. There's a okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, yeah. All Don't right. do that. All y'all right. got some ballers over there, but but I said y'all have a star, one star, and, and a ton of role players, and and that's just the nature of the NBA. And so and all I'm saying is you should definitely feel proud of what happened in that situation. For Dallas, you get there and you fail, which I think is probably tougher to get there. And, and it's it's really hard to fathom getting back because it hardly happens, right? Like the loser of the Super Bowl hardly goes right back the next year or or close to that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I agree. It, it, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll hurt a hundred times more because, you know, we the, we cowboys, man. So it 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 it'll hurt a hundred times more because of that, yeah. you know. But you got to get there. I, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know what, we failed. You got to get there. You got to get there. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, 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 we'll shut up a lot of people if we get there. But it ain't about you. You'll shut up everybody if you win it. You know what I mean? Fat, uh, you look, don't want to be like the Eagles. I was just about to say, we just witnessed. <laughs> Philly talked all that shit all season. They get to the playoffs, the yep. Super Bowl, talk all that shit. Then they lose. Now they in the corner trying to fight back from all of us coming at them because they lost. And rightfully so. That's what we're going to yeah. do as fans. Boy, can you imagine yeah. if Dallas got there and lost, though? Oh, my God. Oh, man. The jokes would never stop. Uh, the jokes would never stop. And, 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 how, and how we... We would be doing what they're doing now, and they would be, still be killing them yeah. because they would be like, oh, you can't do that. You got there and lost. Blah, blah, Zach Plus got to steal this and that and the yeah. stuff. And they forget about what they were doing the year prior. Let's say we get there next year. They would be, do, they, they would be like, man, oh, none of that matters. You know what I'm saying? So how you shut them up is winning it. Yeah. Now, if we win, oh, man, forget 
they they don't want to see them win. They don't want to see the league does not want to see Cowboys Nation. For, come on, man. I, I couldn't be, be like, on. Nah. Swag who might get fired. Like, nah. Mina Khan, like, they might nah, fire her put too. Put me in the guest room. Put me in the guest room. I'm going to the parade. I, I'm telling you, that parade. Oh, forget about it. The parade, dog. I'm not I, even gonna tell you what I. I don't even, man. I just <laughs> let me just keep it all bottled then, because I'm getting excited. Like this is it's June. It's June ain't in the playoffs yet. But yeah, fam. If, if we win, I'll say I'll keep it this simple. I'm probably going to lose some friends. I've I've got so many receipts. I've got so much. Just, I'm just waiting. I, I'm just just waiting, dog. But anyway, hey, hundred grand. Let me keep it moving, bro. No doubt, man. No doubt, bro. Nice talking to you. Yes, man. sir. Always good to hear from my man. A hundred grand. Vosh likes to say he's going to jail. Right? Probably be right there, would he? Especially that we hear with the break. But they don't want, they do not want Cowboys. That's the one fan base. I'm trying to think. Browns ain't winning. Okay. Detroit, eh, no one cares. They do not want this fan base to win a Super Bowl because it's going to be a reckoning coming on social media, in real life, everywhere. A reckoning is coming. All right, we building up. Hell no, Oscar. Skywalker show on championship parade day. Y'all might get... I'm not going to say this because there might be kids watching, but y'all might get a... Um, under the influence Skywalker still at the parade from my phone, but, but you ain't getting no show. You might not get a show that whole damn week because I ain't going to be able to do it. But nah, ah oh man, I just, I just can't wait. I believe it'll happen, though, but I just can't wait. We got about five, one, two, three, four, four callers. We got four callers on the line. We'll get to those four callers, but let's finish up. Let's finish up this mailbag segment. Honey Grant got me thinking about Super Bowl Parade. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about Cowboys Plug over on Instagram. He says, who deserves more PT? I think Sam Williams is the easy answer, right? We talk about him a ton. We'll continue to. Uh, but I, I kind of want to. I want to go a different direction. Sam Williams. Let me just say this. Sam Williams. All right. Boom. Easy answer. Had the production last year with minimal snaps. Plus, he's got the upside. That should be a no-brainer. But I want to talk about a couple of other names that I think I can answer this question. But I don't know if they're going to get it, barring injury. And I'm talking about Israel McQuamu and Chauncey Ghostin. Like, your question is, who deserves more playing time? I think Izzy and Golston deserve it because they finished the season strong. I think they also show growth and progression, not only physically with their bodies, right? The offseason peanut butter and, and, and the mental aspect of the game, but also on the field. They showed that progression as well. But those rooms are deep, right? You're not taking nobody off the field as safety right now for Izzy or corner for that matter Ghostin, we talked about Ghostin. he's got a hill to climb in regards to getting on the field uh when, when now that you bring in a guy like Mozzie Smith on the inside you got Osa already Jonathan Hankins is here those three guys are going to be your top three guys now he can still get rotated in as you know five tech when they go that route and three tech to give somebody else a you know a breather but as like quality reps Something that's more than six or seven snaps. 
I don't know. I think you might see his snaps actually decrease. So they deserve it. Israel McQuarrie and Chauncey Ghoston absolutely deserve more time. But will they get it barring injury? I don't know about that. Don't know about that. Especially if the Cowboys are going to be running nickel and dime 95% of the time. <laughs> You're running nickel and dime 95% of the time. It's going to be tough for Chauncey Ghoston to see the field other than, hey, man, this guy needs a breather. Shout out to Sadiq. This is the cool thing about uh, YouTube. It tells you how long people have been members. And it says here, Sadiq has been a Pro Bowl member for 28 months. Whew. Shout out to y'all that have been supporting. And y'all, y'all know the membership thing was popping when I was, you know, dolo. And the fact that y'all still here, appreciate it, man. Last question comes from Quincy Smith. Here on YouTube says actually two from meme and Quincy meme angel and Quincy. I'm gonna combine the two because it's kind of the same thing. Quincy says, are we done in free agency? If not, why don't we get cook or D hop? If we can grab both of them and then meme angel follows it up. Very similar. Why don't the Cowboys try to build on defense a little more on, and on offense? Why won't they sign D hop for at least a year? So I'm gonna combine these two. First part is Quincy's question. Are we done in free agency? I don't believe so. Talked about this before. I'll keep bringing it up. The Cowboys, since McCarthy has been here, uh, they've signed a free agent of name. Let's just say name. But they've signed a free agent of name three times now, consecutive, three seasons. 2020, Everson Griffin. 2021, Malik Hooker. And 2022 was Anthony Barr. All three of those guys headline camp free agent signing. So I believe that another free agent will follow um, whether it's a big name or not. I feel like they will go out and sign someone that they think can contribute in some way, shape or form. Maybe it's Robbie Gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's your guy. Now to the meat and potatoes of the question that y'all really want to know about. D hop and cooks. Let me start off with D hop. Cowboys nation. It will be a nasty addition. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and act like, I wouldn't love to have DeAndre Hopkins. But to be honest, once they traded for Brandon Cooks, which, by the way, you could argue is a better fit. Ain't saying he's a better player, but a better fit. Once they traded for Brandon Cooks, that pretty much ruled him out. In any realistic world, that ruled DeAndre Hopkins out. So I kind of turned my head to that. Like, There's just no way that's going to happen for a couple different reasons. <laughs> but the main reason, he wants Odell Beckham money. Do you think the Cowboys are paying DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham money? Ask yourself, before you get all up in arms about how, how dare you not want DeAndre, ain't about what I want to want. If this was Madden, you wouldn't even be thinking twice about this. Do you think the Cowboys are paying anywhere close to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, Odell Beckham money to DeAndre Hopkins? No. Odell got $15 million. You're trying to extend C.D. Lamb. You are already paying Michael Gallup double digits uh, in the cap or what have you. You're already paying Brandon Cooks solid money. They're going to add a fourth dude? 15 mil? Don't see it happening, right? Madden? When, when Stephen Jones don't exist? Cool, right? Bring him on here. The other thing, which is kind of more of an underlining thing, but it, it, it matters in a way, 
is you cannot have your top four wide receivers not contribute on special teams. Like none of those dudes are sniffing the special teams field, but that's more of an underlining thing. If you get D hop on the team, you ain't really worried about that. But that is that's real life stuff that fans don't care about. We don't care about. I don't care how you deal with special teams, but those roster gymnastics that does matter when you're having these conversations It's why you don't see four guys like that on, on a team. You especially don't see four guys getting paid what the Cowboys will be paying that wide receiver room. So D hop in an imaginary world would be wonderful in a realistic world. Just doesn't, doesn't seem realistic. Just flat out. Point blank. And then Dalvin cook. Dalvin cook makes the most sense. He actually makes more sense than Deandre Hopkins in my opinion. Uh, but Dalvin cook also said he wants bread. However, I don't think he's going to get that bread because of the, the wide receiver market is different than the running back market. The running back market told you what it is. When Odell Beckham got $15 million after not playing and doesn't have an ACL anywhere in his body. And he got 15 million. Yeah. Deandre Hopkins is probably gonna get close to 20 million or 15 to $20 million. And Dallas is not doing that for one year as who was it that said one year? Oh, there it is. Meme said for one year. Y'all understand that's 15 to $20 million hitting your cap. Unless they do some funny money stuff with like uh, void years. Then you could you could play around with it. But Stephen Jones ain't doing that. Dalvin Cook, though, that's a, that's a realistic option. Um, not saying it's an option that they will do. But you get to camp, figure out what's happening with your uh, running back room. And then if you don't like what you see, you pick up the phone, you give Dalvin Cook a call. But it doesn't sound like rumor-wise he's there's anything circling around the Cowboys. I've also reached out my damn self just to just to know, just to try to get a sense. There's nothing there at this moment uh, when it comes to Dalvin Cook. But TBD? TBD? $15 million? Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> Hold on, where my job at? <laughs> I'm so mad we ain't really get to use this drop that much. I don't even think I have it in here no more. Oh, here it is. What's your name, man? You called us. Classic. All right, man. Let's finish off the show on the phone lines. We had 808 Heartbreak chilling. What's good? Hey, how you doing, brother? It's Tony from Warren. What's good? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I know you got a whole bunch of other callers left, so I'll just leave you a question. I'll let okay. you go. I was, I was, I've been watching this stuff, all the documentaries of the past teams, the past Super Bowl runs teams, and usually a lot of them have about the same uh, consensus when it comes to taking it to the Super Bowl. Everybody has like a, a culture, all the people buy in and stuff, and that, that's all um, well known and stuff. But everybody always has this one thing, and they say usually there's one to two players that on every Super Bowl team or any team that makes a run that when everything's sitting on all cylinders, there's one or two of those players that take it to the next level. And our Super Bowl run, if we do have one this year, I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl or anything. I'm just saying who do we need that to be and who who do you think it's going to be, whether it be Micah Parsons, Zach Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Because, like, in past examples, like for the Steelers, they said – it was Troy Palomalu with the Rams. It was Aaron Donald. You know Patrick Mahomes. We Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and it's all it's all their best players, right? 
Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's 100% Dak, the guys Dak, you need. Dak Prescott on offense. I'm actually going to go a different direction. I'm, I'm going to go Stephon Gilmore defensively. Um, I think I, th- I just feel like Micah is going to be Micah, right? But if Stephon Gilmore can can be like that in the playoffs for you with Micah being Micah, I, I think that's going to help get you to the next level too. But those will be my two guys, Dak Prescott and Stephon Gilmore. Okay, I got you. Well, all right, brother, I just wanted to get your stance on it, man. You yeah. have a good weekend, man. God bless, brother. Thank you, man. Good stuff. Good question. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's I, – I didn't know if he was going to go the route of, hey, an underrated guy, kind of a under-the-radar, not your, your big names. But once you start naming Aaron Donald and Pat Mahomes and Troy, it's like, oh, well, if we talk about the best players, it got to be your best players, right? Like, if you want to get over the hump or what have you, your best players got to play to the best of their abilities. And, you know, Michael Parsons, Dak Prescott – those two dudes definitely have to be that. But I think if Stefan Gilmore on that side of the ball is like that, Mike is going to be Mike, right? Uh, Dan Quinn is going to be Dan Quinn, but he'll allow DQ to, to do all those Frankenstein type things. So I'll throw a different curveball there. Good question, though. Good question. Danny said Mike should approach a 20 sack season. I know he won a 20 sack season, but he said. I ain't focused on Saxon. I just want to make everybody better, yada, yada, yada. We could be looking at Micah doing more rookie-ish things. Not saying he's going to play that many snaps at linebacker, but when he joke about eight, here's the thing about Micah. Like, Micah, Micah really not playing. Like, there's truth in that joke. Like, I think he's going to be used in a more versatile role. You can hear the excitement in him, and you could hear the opposite of that last year when he wasn't being used like that. So I think we'll see Micah do a little bit more. We might see him. Defense player of the year, I think, is coming in his career. Might be sooner rather than later. You, you could see a season where Micah gets you 14 sacks, three picks, right? Five pass breakups, something along those lines. Four force fumbles. Defense player of the year. D. Schiff. Good morning, good sir. Good morning, sir. Hey, uh, man, I, I like to take about 10 still. And uh, just overall, like, the importance of, like, wanting to allocate that type of money to a guy, you know, like, as you talked about, I mean, depending on what position you play, you can be coming off of an injury and people still pay you bread or yeah. you could have played and had a Pro Bowl season and people like, nah, I don't think I want to pay you, you know, and in Dalvin Cook's case, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we're wishing, by the way, in Cook's case, you know, in, in D-Hop's case, you can't automatically assume these guys just want to come play for you. They're looking out for, you know, their 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 last time really being able to cash in, right, being able to come to the table and, and get a good contract. So I think it's important for them to, you know, get everything they can out the free agency and uh, legacy and Super Bowls are fine, but, you know, money talks. But um, I, I think what I want to ask you, man, uh, you're talking about, again, Terrence Steele, but I want to ask you, is there something that Tyler uh, Biotis, is there something that mm. he can do this year that will make you feel like <laughs> I, I want to pay him bread next year? Or do you feel like you put him more in the Connor McGovern, Connor Williams thing like, man, you know, appreciate you, whatever you can do for us this year, go out and get your money. But, you know, we might have to consider, you know, that's that's talking into next year. And I don't want to do that to you. I mean, that's uh, what we, we base. But that's what we talked about, but, right? Is is the guys that that are up for contracts for next year? So Tyler Biotis is a fair name to bring up because he's a name we never discussed that is on the last year of his deal. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got you know, you got Terrence Hill to consider. Uh, Tyron is getting up there in age. Um, you about done with him, really? Yeah. Um, with his contract situation, it's still interesting to me. But um, but yeah. Uh, so with, with Tyler Biotish, man, just want to hear your thoughts about it. So I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen to you, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Shift. It's a good one. That's a good one because I, me personally, y'all y'all on the show every day. We we acknowledge I me. Mean, we acknowledge Tyler, but we don't really bring up that he is a free agent. I mean, we've had a conversation about if I was his agent, I'm going in there and I'm talking about the Pro Bowl. Uh, but man, what do you do? Because he, we never we talk about Lamb, we talk about Diggs, we talk about Steel, we even talk about you know the extension with Dak. What do you do with Tyler? I don't got the answer, Sway. I don't got the answer. I don't want to fake the funk. I, I think he did have a really good year last year, but I would be lying to y'all and, and to y'all faces if I said there wasn't some some part of me that's like, kind of want to see it again, Tyler. I, I kind of want to see and, and the reason why I want to be phony is because <clears throat> a lot of people say that about Terrence, but I believe Terrence showed you in 2021 and he followed it up in 2022. So I believe he already did that in the consecutive seasons. Tyler has progressively got better. There's no doubt about it. Um, his importance to the offense from a stability standpoint up front is real. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'm ready to, to throw Lindstrom in there yet. I don't, we'll see if Forniak, what he can do. Um, he's obviously the backup center as we speak. So, damn. That's a good question. I don't, I don't have the answer. It's a TBD. I might, I might need to see what happens during the season, but doesn't it feel like, I mean, at least to us, at least me, y'all could say to me, he feels like he's down the totem pole, but doesn't he feel like he's not discussed that much when it comes to contracts that are up with starters, not, not just a Jordan Lewis, right? Who's your fourth corner right now, but actual starters, the, the digs, the, the lambs, the uh, Terrence Stills of the world. Tyler Biotis's contract's up. He did go to the Pro Bowl. He's shown stability. Y'all know the stat I'm talking about where he hasn't given up a sack in, since his rookie season or something like that. So, man, if he don't if he don't get it, if he don't get it by this team, he could go that Connor McGovern, Connor Williams route where he gets it somewhere else and the Cowboys get like a fourth or fifth round compensatory pick. But let me, let me, we add no to it. Let's add some layers to this. You could argue, by the way, I think Terrence Steele's a better player. You could argue there's more of a contingency for Terrence Steele than there is for Tyler Biotish. Could argue that with Willetsko, right? If Willetsko, and we talked about that tweet, do I still got it pulled up? I sure do. We talked about that tweet from my brother Vach. If Willetsko shows you something, That's your contingency to Terrence. But you know what? As I was saying that, what if 40 act shows you something? You know what I mean? <laughs> what, if, what if 40 act shows you at center? I right, look guard was, I had a rough outing. My rookie, my second year, whatever rough outing, but center. That's my spot, which he played at Wisconsin or um, Nebraska. So what if 40 act shows you something? You could use the same arguments towards Tyler Biotis. My thing is, though, shout out to our guy, Reek. My thing is, 
I ain't trying to get rid of two of them. I, I don't want to move off from both of them. I I I'm gonna keep one or the other, if that's the case. So fantastic dialogue. What's good, bro? He in the building. Yeah, I had to look. Hey, watch. We kind of used your tweet for some content today. <laughs> kind of used your tweet, but it, it sparked some some good conversation, man. That's a good question. Three three seven. What it is? What it do? What's up with you, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? Can this you Friday? hear me? Yes, sir. I got you loud uh, and clear. Um, uh, pretty good. Uh. Yeah, like three things I want to touch on, but the schedule. Last year, I okay. predicted the schedule to a T with the exception of the Jacksonville game. I did not expect that. I, that but, it's uh, funny you brought up Jacksonville. Year, when we went through the schedule last year, that was the game I said, hey, this is going to be a competing team. Now, I didn't think they was going to go to the playoffs. But I, I said, that's the game. We can't you know, just overlook that team. I think with Doug Peterson and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence going into year two, they were going to be a team to deal with, plus all the free agency acquisitions. Uh that same team this year might be the Lions, but but it's kind of unfair to say because the Lions won on the road last year. I'm yeah, I'm fixing to get fixing to get to that. Uh, my prediction for this year, I think Dallas will be able to pull it out with uh, San Francisco finally, and I think they'll beat the Bills. I think they're going to split with uh, Philly, but the teams to look out for are going to be Miami and the Lions. Or hell, I mean, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's hell awesome. yeah, Miami. Miami is a bona fide AFC contender, I think. Uh, but, but yeah, the Lions are definitely going to be a team that's going to be scrapping for them playoffs. Not going to be easy at all. Hell, it wasn't easy when we played Detroit, right. if you remember that. Right. And then those two things I want to touch on with uh, receiver room and running back room. And I keep seeing these things on Facebook and everything where they oh, sign this this receiver, sign this running back. And Dallas is good with what they got. But Talbot looks like he's fixing to do good. Plus, Gallup finally being healthy back to his old self. And then, personally, I, I, I'd like hoping Moreno Cropper actually starts showing some, something in the offseason because he reminds me a lot of C.D. Lamb. But uh, interesting. But but uh, as far as the running back, though, everybody keeps talking about signing a running back to replace Zeke for them short yardage downs. Everybody's overlooking uh, Litsky because he can play like he did in college. Litsky will be able to handle them short yardage downs. Then they don't need another running back. That, yeah. That's kind of my opinion on the whole thing. Yeah, Lipke, Lipke is, is somebody that we're going to be keeping an eye on to see if he can handle that role. Uh, I don't know if they're if if they're going to use him in that manner or not because he, he's 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 very much a Kyle Uzcheck type. But he did play he ran the ball a bunch in, in college, so I I'm interested to see. But if then, it's and you got to remember because you got to remember because McCarthy with Green Bay. He used the fullback a lot in, yeah, but John, in those situations. But John so. Kuhn didn't run the ball a whole lot for them in Green in Green Bay. He was more of a blocking guy, and, and he caught the ball at the backfield some. But yeah. he, he wasn't a, like, 80-carry, 100-carry type dude. No, and then I'm, not, I'm not saying 80 100 carry, just in short yardage, goal line downs, and stuff like that. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many, I, 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 how I many of those you get. Be able to handle that. You'd be surprised how many of those you get. I think Zeke alone in the goal line – 
uh, um, red zone, I'm sorry, got over like 30-something carries. So that's 30 right there, 30-plus right there in red zone. And then we talk about the goal line stuff. You're, you're approaching roughly 50 carries, man. Yeah. But I still feel like Dallas is good with the running back they got. I don't, I don't think they're going to need to sign another running back like everybody keeps saying. Because let me, Malik let me, Davis, he, if the, the, the few carries that he got last year, he made good on them. Let me, let me, so I want to, want to go to John Kuhn to see what, what year might have stood out. What's an outlier year? So in 2010, he got 84 carries. So if, if John, not John Kuhn, um, Hunter Lipke can get 84 carries, I think he actually could be pretty successful. But other than that, you're looking at, you know, 10, 9, 18, 23. 30, so he's, he's mostly going to get roughly 20 carries in the season. Coon did, I'm sorry. So he was more utilized as a as a blocking guy, and he caught, caught some passes out the backfield as well. But if Hunter Lipke can get the touches in that manner, so you're talking about roughly 45 touches a season, 40 touches a season, let's say 40 touches, I, I think that could be something there. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, that's all I really wanted to touch on. I've been listening to you here the last couple of weeks, and you got some good stuff. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the support. Oh, yeah. yeah take it easy. Yep, salute. Uh, Danny doesn't believe a 20-carry guy is not making the roster. I mean, Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle, Jameez Olawale. Like these guys make the roster, especially when you play special teams, Danny. Boy, Danny, you something else. Alright, uh, let's 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 get back to this chat. In fact, nah, let's get to the let's get to the super chats. In case I missed some. One second. Just say it, man. Uh super we got chat. a couple from the super chat came Tobo Ty. What's up, man? He said, Hope you have a good vacation, my brother. Wish it was a vacation. Not a vacation just quite yet. Um, I, I just gotta do some traveling. I'll be back back here uh, Monday or Tuesday. I'll be back on Tuesday. But appreciate it. And then Tobo Ty dropped another one. Super chat and said, I got bail money to put back for a Cowboys Super Bowl win. Can't wait to see this team this year. We're gonna roll the NFC East. This is the attitude era for this team. I dubbed that yeah, it was last year when they when they drafted the guys they drafted. Following it up with some of the same guys. I, I would I would love for Micah to have kicked off this whole the Stone Cold King of the Ring 96 promo which is in essence that promo was kind of the catalyst although I think the match between him and Bret Hart with the blood might have been the actual start to the attitude era. But nonetheless, if he could be that Stone Cold 96 King of the Ring and everybody else follows, we on to something here. Somebody called him a new moose, Bernie. Somebody called in the other day and said that, and I and and we and I had to, you know, explain to him he's more use checked than, than Moose, in my opinion. More use checked than Moose. Moose was called him Moose for a reason. Yeah. Call him Moose for a reason. 
The Guru says, if he was a physical blocker, talking about Hunter, I'd be on board with keeping him, but saving a roster spot for a rushing fullback. Well, I think the idea is is for him to also be able to block, though, the Guru. Like, like I think I kind of agree here. If he if he can't, if he's not going to be a traditional blocker as well, uh, which check is, it, it'll be tough because then I can just use my tight end. And my tight end is more versatile in the sense of I could do more things with him and he's bigger. Um, but I think you're looking at, you're hoping that Hunter Lipke can do the blocking stuff. If needs to, can rush, catch the ball at the backfield. We know he can do that and, and play special teams. Kind of that versatile guy. If he is deficient in the blocking department, that's tough, man. That is going to be tough because I actually want him because he can do all of those things at a decent level. If, if that's the case, if not, I mean, then I'll just use a tight end. All right. <laughs> I don't let me just say that I don't smoke cigarettes Shaq no sir uh, D shift said I need the sec secondary to be DX and that's kind of what we was talking about in the attitude era right we we actually gave a couple granted I don't I don't believe this was Mark Henry in the attitude era hey, this was more uh, that's a PG kind of PG but Ruthless aggression, kind of. But we were talking about uh, the the DX, and we were talking about some of the the guys in 2022 draft class, and then now 2023 could be can add on to that or whatever. But yeah, I, I do think there is a group of these young guys. The Sam Williams is part of that, having that attitude. Now nah, I'm gonna leave the other guy out. But Sam Williams is a part of that attitude. The the guy that went Big John, Big Big Country, the guy that Ridgeway was supposed to be a part of that attitude. He's not here no more, but that's fine. Uh, Mozzie Smith. Is the Mark Henry, I think, of this team, right? So they definitely have have grabbed guys. Um, we could talk about Deuce Vaughn being Ray Mysterio. It ain't no <laughs> Deuce Vaughn being Ray Mysterio. It's it's you could definitely equate that. It may be on the Twitch stream. We'll do a Cowboys too. I've seen my guys. Um, I think it was KD. KD would do a like Marvel type of to, to the Cowboys or Game of Thrones to the Cowboys. Maybe we'll do WWE to the Cowboys. Sound funny to me. We don't wipe them 304s. I was yesterday and we good. Perfect. D-line the nation of domination. See now, see. <laughs> Splendor fight. Let me put my business out here, Splendor Pot. I'm putting my business out here. Oh, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Who the godfather of the team? Well, we ain't got no, no, no Zion Williams on the team, so so we cool with that. But Trayvon Diggs did have some issues going on with him last year. You know? I'm going to do this. On, I'm going to do this on a different. I'm going to do this on a different thing. This is fun. I actually like this. We're going to compare attitude error. That's the key one. Attitude error. Player or attitude era wrestlers to to Cowboys players, and I'm gonna I'm gonna think hard and good about this because these two things I'm passionate about. Man. If you ain't watched the Attitude Era, then you ain't gonna get it. So that's why I was like, we'll do this on like Twitch or something. I don't know. That's why I said Ray Mysterio's Deuce, Mozzie's definitely Mark Henry, for sure, for sure. Uh, and honestly, he has to be the. The thing is, though, he has to be Mark Henry in Nation of Domination. He's not Mark Henry in the, in the PG slash ruthless aggression. You know what I mean? 
Anyway, man, we getting way into the weeds. It's Friday. We on our way out. Do me a favor. Hit the like button if you enjoyed today's show. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> nah, he ain't that either. He ain't that either. The bit he had, he was doing with a uh, old lady was kind of crazy back then. But if you want to be a part of the Bomb Squad and participate in these crazy chats that that we do here, you got to be a subscriber to the channel. It's free, it's easy, and it's the best way to support what we do here, man. Straight up. No Mo show today. He'll be back Sunday. And I know I said I'd have the, the schedule for y'all, but I haven't talked to Zach. I shot him the, the ideas, but we'll, we're will we going to probably reconvene sometime a day and see what's good. Until then, as we're... As we stand right now, Cowboys Nation, I'll be back Tuesday. Out of here Monday due to travel, but I'll be back here Tuesday unless something else changes. And again, I said we're going to start looking into a little bit, just a little bit, into the schedule. And I got a, I got a couple ideas of how I want to do this. Um, and we'll probably pick that up on Tuesday, isn't it? Now, Micah Austin. But I feel you on a rock thing. Feel you on that. Anyway, man, let's get up out of here and press this button so y'all can go about y'all days and y'all weekends and make sure y'all have a safe and fun one for your boy. Yeah, May Young. That May Young John was crazy. Like, I mean, there was a lot of crazy. Like, Vince is crazy. Both Vince, Vince Russo and Vince McMahon. That was crazy. I really wasn't around for the JBL. Mexican border, United States border thing, but I saw the video of that. Yo. What is wrong with Vince McMahon? Alright, we out of here. Love y'all. Peace. I like CD as the rock. I like that. I'm gonna think about this. Stop it. Stop it, Disha. You know what? Dak as a rock might be going to. Might be going to.